Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie, and I have David Brown here with me again today. He is the president of the DSB Leadership Group, and they provide public speaking training and executive coaching to a variety of clients across many organizations. So thank you so much, David, for being with me again today. Well, thank you for having me, Ruthie. I'm truly honored to be able to spend some time with you. So today we are going to be talking about overcoming speaking anxiety. I remember it being tossed around a lot. I've heard it less now, but like the top fear that people experience is public speaking. Is that true? Is that still true? It is true for us here in the United States. Okay. I'm not quite sure what the statistics are for the world, but for the U.S., glossophobia, the fear of speaking, is the number one fear. It's actually a joke that people say they would rather be in the coffin than de- delivering the eulogy at the funeral. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's that's wonderfully horrible. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. So today we're going to be focusing on overcoming speaking anxiety with three awesome tips that David and I are going to talk about today. So buckle up because we are leaving no stone unturned. And I think we're going to have an opportunity to get pretty deep, pretty fast. So David made these recommendations to me. So I'm going to just walk through them. And David, you're going to have to explain them here, you know, so that we make sure we don't miss anything. But the first one we wanted to talk about was challenging your beliefs. What do you mean by that? What do you mean when you say that in like your workshops and talking to your clients? Well, that's a great question, Ruthie. And I think what I want to start off with, and I mentioned this earlier, is we got to get rid of the BS in our head. It's the belief system that's there. But we've got to challenge our belief. And it's important to be able to say, is that a fact or is that something you're projecting? If it's a fact, then you could deal with the fact. You could deal with what's really there. If it's something that you're projecting that hasn't happened, then we're going to help to really deal with getting rid of that. Because the thing that has yet to happen should not be the thing that paralyzes you. So -hmm. we're going to challenge their exact belief system because we want them to be prepared to deliver a powerful presentation and not hold back because of something that, that hasn't happened or something that hasn't taken place in at least their immediate future. So we actually challenge it by saying, is this a fact? Is this real? Or is this something you're projecting onto yourself? Now, I will say this, Ruthie, that when I think about public speaking anxiety or the fear of speaking, it really is something that I challenge people to say, quit worrying about being judged. Think about it. Athletes are performing. Musicians are performing. When we think about People in corporate America, we talk about their performance. And so when you think about where you are as a speaker, if you don't approach it with, I've got to perform because I'm being judged and look at it as, 
wow, I get to graciously give and they want me to be successful, then that's going to help you to become a better speaker. And that's going to help you deal with your, what we call speaking anxiety. So you're going to challenge your belief system. You're going to challenge if it's a fact, and you're going to replace that with truths so that you can be in a better position to speak with confidence and with clarity and conviction. I love that. And just one thing that just kind of flitted through my mind for anyone who's listening, I count myself to be among the incredibly fortunate that I do not experience speaking anxiety. That being said, it's not to say that I don't have some anxiety around speaking. I think all of us do. Sometimes we call it, you know, just like flutters of nervousness or Mm -hmm. things like that. But any of the tips that we're talking about right now, whether you experience like crippling speaking anxiety or you just get those flutters, any of these tips will help you be a better speaker. So if you, and I, I may, I may record a specific intro for this because I feel like maybe people will see the title or, or hear the intro and think, oh, I don't have that. So it's not me, but it definitely could really help you improve, right? We always have room for improvement. I've, I've been public speaking since I was in the military and speaking as a civilian is completely different. So there's, there's always room for improvement. So what about, so second tip you said was to challenge specific worries. And so I, there was, I guess I kind of have two questions there or maybe not even questions, but I, I thought it very interesting and it kind of got my wheels turning when you said specific worries. Is that because you've seen people kind of spiral out of control over vague worries? Not necessarily. I think what when I think about challenge specific worries, there are things that are out of your control. True. You can worry about is the technology going to work? Will my microphone just go to kaputs? Will the PowerPoint slides not work? There are things that you can literally worry about and you've got to be able to challenge it because sometimes it's not going to work. And can you keep going regardless of the system and the function? And there are things you can actually do to help with that. You can actually get a hold of the event organizer, the event planner. You can actually send them ahead of time your material to see if it's working and collaborating correctly with the technology that they have. You could get there early enough to get a lay of the, the room and to look at the lighting and make sure it's functioning correctly. I always do a sound check beforehand as well. These are ways you can challenge specific worries. But I also think that there are things you could also list out. When we talk about reframing your thinking, we talk about the cognitive reframing approach. It's really the affirmation statements. What are you worried about? I'm not going to speak clear enough. Change that with, I will speak clear enough. I don't know enough about this material. Change that to, I know enough this material. So you're reframing, you're doing affirmation statements, but you have to challenge the specific worries because they're actually true and they're out there. I don't know of a speaker who's spoken professionally to tell you that they've never had an issue go bad or they've never had some technology not work or they didn't have someone who tried to disrupt your presentation or stand up or ask you a question that you may not have an answer to. Challenge those specific worries, come up with ways to combat or to address them and move on. For example, when I'm working with clients who are actually doing keynote speeches, if there is opportunity for Q&A, we actually walk through scenarios of how to respond. Those are specific worries. Dave, what did they ask me something I don't know? There are ways to reframe that question. It's okay to go back and say, I will get that back to you, or I'm not able to cover that at this time. So we've got to challenge specific concerns that our clients have, 
so that we can give them the opportunity to feel equipped and empowered to do a great job. Here's one thing I will also say. People often worry that the audience isn't going to like the movie. The truth of the matter is, if you've been asked to speak, the audience wants you to be successful. Why? Because it's a waste of their time, and dare I say money, if they're spending any money on that event, to be able to be there, sit in front of you, and you don't want to give a powerful presentation. They want you to be successful. They'll be gracious with you. So challenge yourself to look at the truth of it. So it is a little different than what we stated earlier, but still some of the same. There are things you could be concerned about. You can have a checklist, which I often have my clients write out a checklist, and then you go from there. I I love what you said about the audience wanting to be like wanting you to be successful. Arguably by attending, they're opting in. Yeah. They want this to be good. It's like mm-hmm. when someone signs up to receive your ebook. They don't want your ebook ebook to be bad. <laughs> they want it to be good because they signed up for it. They want it to solve their problem. And that is that's a fantastic perspective I think to keep in mind. These people want me to be successful right now. Mm-hmm. They do. They do. I love that. Thank you so much. That's that's going to be a big hit, I bet, when we promote that on social media. <laughs> I and, hope your, uh, your audience here. I, I appreciate you inviting me to share some thoughts on this. Yes, for sure. Okay, so last one, number three, you said shift your focus. And you hinted at this a little mm-hmm. bit before, but I'd like to dive a little bit deeper in terms of, you know, what that means. And then even what it means in practice when you're like working with your clients to help them shift their focus, to help them feel better about what it is that they're about to do or what they want to do in terms of speaking. Well, thanks for asking that, Ruthie. I really appreciate it. And you're right. I did touch on this earlier and I'll go into some more thought into this. I want them to shift their focus from performance to giving. And when you're graciously giving something and they're receiving it, they're receiving with a different mindset. I believe without a doubt, if we could get our presenters, our speakers, our leaders to start looking at their ability to get up and speak or their ability to present as one where they're giving versus having to perform, it's gonna help them to connect with the people that they're serving. Now, the other thing I say is this, when you go up there and you realize you're not being there to be judged, you're being supported, you're being encouraged, you're being applauded, that nervous energy you might have, what we call speaking anxiety, can actually work for you. And you can actually feed your audience that kind of energy and they feed back that energy and it's like a cyclical pattern. They get excited, you get excited. You're giving, they're receiving. They're receiving, they're giving to you, and you're receiving. And so it's about shifting your thinking. You're not there to perform. You're there to give. You're there to inspire. You're there to inform. You're there to give them something that they didn't have necessarily before they came and heard you or they came and would listen with all of their, let's say, experience, their time, whatever you might want to call it, they're receiving something from you. So speak from that position, and you're going to be successful as a speaker. Don't worry about your nerves. That nervous nervousness you might feel will become energy. It will help you when you're speaking with your audience. So if you can shift your focus, remember it's all about the audience. In fact, one of my workshops is entitled, it's not about you, right? It's not about you, it's about them. Right. And you just happen to be the vessel or the tool to bring them that, then it's gonna help you to be a powerful, powerful speaker and presenter. So worry less, you're there for a reason. There are techniques and strategies you can implement to really help with this, Ruthie, but overall, 
It starts with the mind. So shift your focus and you're going to be perfectly fine. That is very powerful advice. I've been uh, working with a coach on emotional intelligence. And one of the things that I have learned is that our brain labels our physiological responses. Mm. And so when you were talking about your anxiety kind of being transformed into this energy, into excitement, it made me think, what really is the physiological difference between when our body is experiencing what we call anxiety versus excitement? Now, not not considering like extreme, extreme anxiety where some people have like, you know, panic attacks or things like that, but it could still be very serious nervousness. But if you have a more positive outlook because you've, you've made that mindset shift, then you may identify it mentally more as excitement. Like you're happy, you're smiling and you're just super excited to get started. If your mindset is a bit more negative, again, speaking to points number one and two about challenging beliefs and worries, if you haven't addressed those issues, then instead of feeling that excitement, you may actually instead feel the anxiety. True. That is so true. And I can't tell you how many times I've actually met with leaders who can't get out of that positioning of feeling trapped and their chest is tightening and they feel struck, they feel frustrated. And one of the speeches I give, one of my keynotes of speeches is entitled, Tell Yourself the Truth. And in getting with doctors from John Hopkins and talking to other experts in the field, you're right, Ruthie, our mind is so powerful. What we say to ourselves, what we reinforce every day to ourselves actually changes our body. It changes everything about it. So if we can reframe those thoughts, we can change the way we think and challenge what's really there. It actually wire your brain and your thinking. So there are people that I will tell them honestly that they probably do need to seek more professional counseling or professional help. But there are others that if we could dig deep enough and we actually practice and mm-hmm. rewire their thinking, they actually end up becoming more positive people. And so that's what I believe. And that's what I try to accomplish through that keynote speech. Tell yourself the truth. That's amazing. So you actually have, right, David, a whole list of tips and these three with, with a lot of explanation plus several others. And that was something you said that the audience could actually get from your website, correct? That's correct. I'll actually provide a link for you, Ruthie, where they can get that for free. They can download that list for free if they want it. And they can actually look at which of these apply to them. And they can actually put in motion things that they can do to actually help overcome speaking anxiety, including exercising, breathing techniques, visualization, those things they could do. So yeah, I'll provide that for your audience and hopefully it might be of support. Absolutely. Wonderful. And I was actually just about to ask you how you like people to contact you where the audience could find you. But then I just remembered, what about the way that you and I connected your Facebook group? So could you tell us a bit about that? Because the group is on the up and up. It's been growing. You do the weekly live streams. Tell us about it. And I appreciate you asking that. I do also offer a free Facebook group. It's called the C-Suite Executive Speaking Points Group. And in the last nine months, we're now over 700 members, almost 800 members. And pretty much what we provide is a platform for professionals from all different backgrounds to learn together in what I call a safe environment, different strategies to become better communicators. So every Tuesday, and I actually had the privilege of having Ruthie on earlier, but every Tuesday I try to do a member interview. So a different member of the group, I'll interview them, ask them about their why, who they are, what their background is. And then every Thursday, I provide a speaking tip or a presentation tip. 
And so that's what I provide for that group. So yes, for people that are a little shy, they just want to put their toe in the water. That's a great place to start. If they want to get in deep and just jump in and become a better presenter and speaker, then they either work with me directly or they work with one of my courses that I provide on public speaking. Yeah. All right. So that is what we had planned for you today. And I very much encourage you to go ahead and check out the DSB Leadership Group website and the Facebook group, because I think in this era of more work from home and remote work, more of us are going to be called upon than before to speak even in a virtual format. And it's been my understanding from the many professionals I've spoken with that virtual speaking and in-person speaking, the anxiety levels are the same. (laughs) So if you've managed to avoid public speaking in your career as uh, an employee or an entrepreneur, or perhaps you're in the C-suite up to this point, I don't think you're going to be able to avoid it much longer. So definitely check out what David has to offer, what the DSB leadership group has to offer. And at a minimum, go join that Facebook group. Links will be provided in the podcast description or the blog post, depending on where you find this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, David. Thank you for having me, Ruthie. It's truly an honor and a pleasure to be with you. And I look forward to working together more going forward. Thank you. Absolutely. And don't forget, if this is your first episode that you're listening to with David, we did an episode previous, the one right before this, where we learn all about David and how he started the DSB Leadership Group and a bit about his history. So be sure to go check that out and like, share and subscribe if you got anything from this episode. And I know you did because you listened all the way till this point. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.